Rumble fam, what up? I am recording this episode November 18th, so whenever time you hear this, you're going to hear it in the spirit of gratitude as rightful for the season. How y'all doing? How y'all been? What y'all cooking in preparation for Thanksgiving? Who coming over by y'all house? How many people you know you preparing for? Are y'all cleaning y'all bathrooms? Are y'all at the grocery store right now? Like, let me know what's happening out there. I want to speak to my OGs of the gumbo. Y'all been rocking with us for however long this podcast has been now, three years. We've been rocking it together as far as a podcast. But if you're an OG OG, you know that we've been rocking it gumbo style since 2018. That is five years, y'all. We are approaching year six in February where I had to really do some gratitude right now so before I say hello to anybody new listening I have to say thank y'all for rocking with us thank y'all for providing whatever else the gumbo needed the rice the hot sauce whatever else (laughs) that you eat with your gumbo if you like seafood gumbo that's on you this is that good chicken and sausage and whatever else gives us yes this country style y'all been rocking it all the way back then so i just want to say thank you so much for your support thank you for listening thank you for commenting thank you for rating thank you for the feedback positive and negative because all that does is just make me and the gumbo better and what better to consume more episodes right so hopefully we're entering a season of more and i'm just hoping that i can give that to you all as we're still mm, I told y'all how long we've been in the game. Three years on a podcast, five years as a show. And we still ain't at 100 episodes. Judge me if you want to. And also judge your mom. Now it's time to greet the new listeners. Welcome aboard. You know, welcome to the table. Grab yourself a bowl. It has been a couple hot episodes. If this is your first, stop it right now. Not just your life. Don't stop that. Stop this episode. Go back and listen to the ones you prefer just by title. Because the quirkiness of the title, that's just definitely just who I am. I'm Sagan. I'm your host. You know, I'm the one that gets to facilitate whatever this is. And I do believe that God has created this from a seed to now a little flower. You know, it's a tree. It's a It's a flower of a tree. I don't know. They're not even related. Those things grow differently. But anyway, it is something very small, still in still in the growth stage. Okay, so I just want to take you all back for the new listeners for a little short period of time. And then I introduce the the topic and the episode we'll have today. So back in 2018, the gumbo started off as a web show, a Facebook web show at that where we had our own audience we had production shout out to warhorn productions jessica and aristide they were our producers of the show they edited episodes with us watched countless amounts of footage they added the pizzazz they've added commercials they've added um the intro the outro they did it all back then and to think that i had them at a price that's a steal. I won't even put it out there. 
but they it was a steal for me number one god blessed me with the means to pay them number two bless them with the means to accept that small payment and to still produce quality right i was able to introduce or reintroduce to the world people that were friends family colleagues people i looked up to people that i grew up with to the world and what they were doing whether you saw it as big or small impacting their local community and just the world and that's really what the gumbo's premise started out as it started out and the reason it started out as the gumbo right not just because we here in louisiana it is because gumbo brings about a feeling every time i open the show i ask the guests what does gumbo mean to you and 99 percent all collectively decided to describe gumbo as being warm to them it brings people together you could put anything in it it was versatile it it's universal period and the fact that gumbo is again for consumption it is a comfort food that's what this show is about and that's what you should leave with full you know or at least wanting more this is virtual consumption of good things for the mind body and the soul so welcome new listeners welcome and hopefully you get that today because this episode is me it's it's like open therapy for me um i've started kind of a list i'm looking at right now i've started shout out to shandria one of my friends also a listener and friend of the show that she started out as like giving us a vision book and I've mentioned this before on one of the episodes you draw in the book you cut out pictures magazines quotes stickers I this was a very new method of journaling for me I've never done this before since then (laughs) I've worn this book out I've had a lot going on this year and I'm so happy to have this evidence of the things that God have blessed me with, the challenges I've faced, and also things I've gone through, going through, still working on. This is possibly one of the best tools I've ever had in my life. I'm going to work this episode through you. Not sure how long that'll be, so hopefully not too long. You know what I'm saying? Stay around, stay around. Stay, please, sit. We're going to work through toxic traits and trauma traits so this episode is going to be called toxic trait versus trauma traits and that came to me in the shower i'm not sure if you're one of those people that especially if you're just kind of interconnected with your higher self so to speak but more so a higher being like if you believe in a higher power you have these kind of like conscious (laughs) you know your conscious speaks to you you get an idea and you realize man that's not something i thought about before my ideas come in the shower toxic trait versus trauma trait came as a result of two things me speaking to my mentor and me talking to my counselor and this was literally 24 hours ago where I was like did that thing that I thought I was working on or that trait characteristics that's all I'm talking about just simple characteristics that I have did they start from trauma like are they rooted in trauma or is this just a toxic trait now I'm going to give you my mindset of this and you can we can have this conversation if you like. Okay? 
definitely give me some feedback on this, but I do believe toxic traits are things that we pick up and learn. They're learned behavior. They're more rooted in culture, kind of what's accepting of other people around us and things of that nature. It's not something innate. It's not something we're born with, but toxicity just kind of breeds itself, you know. Trauma trait traits or characteristics are things that have happened to us and as a result of that we've built some sort of um I want to say defense mechanism that have turned out to be like what we think is like oh this is our core value this is just the way I am I've always been this way okay again toxic things that were learned taught trauma things that were experienced and happened to us okay now, I went through a whole thing. I put a box or I try to draw a poor attempt, by the way, at a box the way it looks for both trauma and toxic traits. I, on the other side of the page, wrote a list of characteristics, things that probably don't show up when you meet me. So if we know each other, you're probably like, man, you have none of these things. So I'm prefacing this to say that it might sound like I'm ragging on myself, but these are very, th- these are very well descriptions of what I think right of myself and what has shown up in my personal life and what have you I've done these things so I don't want you to think like golly are you really that type of person be honest yes so without further ado I'm going to go through some of these um, words that I have on the right side of the page and I'm going to draw a line which you can't see but I'm going to physically draw a line connecting the word to one of the boxes whether it's toxic or trauma and this is again an exercise for me therapeutically working through like where did that start that's all I'm trying to get at do I feel it's toxic or trauma and I kind of want to create a conversation because I feel like some of you all might hear what I'm saying maybe even relate and be like nah that didn't start there I think you learned you know Let's have that conversation, okay? Because this is really a rough draft because this is the very first time I'm doing it. Just so happened I'm exposing you to it too. Here we go. So, very first thing I wrote at the top of my list, it was the last thing I wrote actually. I just didn't have enough room. I wrote underselling self, meaning like if we have some sort of, like even in the interview, Okay, let's let's go to the basic. Even in an interview, somebody's like, tell me a little bit about yourself. That is your time to smash it. You about you. It's time for you to brag. It's time for you to whip out like back in 92. I saved two orphans from a burning building. It's time for you to go through everything that you've done so that this person, this person that wants to know more about you and expect you to be extraordinary to hear from your lips it says a lot about yourself when you're able to sell yourself and not sell yourself short and that's what I do I I normally at times can't connect what I've done with good things like I I feel like I've dumbed down and that's my words y'all so please forgive me but I feel like I like undersell what I've done because I don't think it's that great or I just like yeah I did that you know like Somebody would have to be like, that's good. Like, okay. And low key, I don't like that about me. Because high key, forget the low key. (laughs) 
Mar Marvel came into mind when I was like Loki. No, forget that. High key, I believe that I don't like that because in it's annoying to hear it from other people because it's like you don't know how amazing you are. So it's almost like I got to step outside myself to sell myself at a level or that where, where people are going to be like, you are amazing. And I got to be okay with hearing that. So I'm not okay with hearing that compliment of that. I'm amazing because I, I have not connected myself with being enough. All of that goes into this two words, underselling self. Now, I will draw a line right now to trauma trait box because I do believe that that's where that originated from. If you can go back to other episodes, I'm going to say it in a nutshell because I'm just supposed to be doing this little razzle-dazzle with you. But other episodes have said or in an inkling to, we can go deeper into it if you would like. But this began, I feel like, from, again, childhood. In order to stand out in your family, if you were this type of larger family, we were a family of four children, a total family of six. Um, I was a middle child, middle girl because it's two boys, two girls. And in order to get recognition in the family, you had to do something top, top notch. You know, you got to be up there because you get lost in larger families when your mama's busy. My mama worked her tail off. Um, you get lost. So I undersell because I feel like you ain't go above and beyond. So it really ain't that deep. Like sit down, be humble type accent. So I'll say that and move on. The next um, word I have on my list is people pleasing. Okay. A lot of y'all know what that is already. But more times I'm more um, concerned about the receiver of maybe either what I'm saying or if I have to give feedback or if I have to do a certain thing, I'm overextending myself in order to please the person, especially if I'm closer to you or if I have some kind of like, I really want you to understand and see me. I show up in such a way where it's like people pleasing and that it goes hands to hand, hand to hand with what I mentioned before about underselling myself and going above and beyond because that's the way you get recognition. That's what I learned. So if. Ooh, now nah, just hit me, y'all. Light bulb, light bulb. Because I told y'all toxic traits are learned behavior, right? I'm going to have to go with that. I'm going to have to go with the fact that I might think this, I can't put them in both boxes. So I didn't say that at the beginning. I'm not going to put the trauma trait and the toxic traits like, oh, yeah, they both. That's cheating to me. For right now, I have to say I learned that. Ooh, I don't even know if I want to I change my first answer. I won't change my first answer. So that's another rule I'm going to put in place. We just going to, you can't do that because again, indecision, I got to put this on this list because indecisiveness, child, you up there. <laughs> I don't know. So people, please, and we're going to put that to the toxic and give toxic a point. I'm going to add indecision to that or indecisiveness. And most of my indecision comes from when I decide on something and I think, again, it might affect some other person or dang, what are they going to think? What are, you know, like, what if they say this? I can't wear that. Like, I know I'm going to get clowned. That kind of indecision comes with all of the back thoughts, like in my just kind of like anxiety. So I have to kind of put that with the indecisiveness. 
has come from what I've experienced. So I'm going to put that in the trauma trait bucket and decision. And I have to keep this in mind that I said experienced, like what happened to me, taught me to be these ways. And toxic trait is what I've learned. Okay. Moving on over apologizing. This is what I had to talk to my mentor about because she was just like, okay, Sagan, you said over, you're over apologetic sometimes to the point where you're just like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. When you really don't need to be apologizing. So why is you apologizing? Don't, because you want to be liked. That's rooted in being liked. You know what I'm saying? And she was just like, especially when you're in leadership, you cannot, you have to sell let me say this when you're in leadership of any sort doesn't matter because you're the leader of your family if you have children you're the leader of something if you own th- something or in, seemingly in a business if your focus is being liked you're not truly being a leader okay because what that what does that mean it goes back to the people pleasing you are putting your concerns feelings whatever aside to please and appease whomever else is on your team leaders don't do that they do what's best for the business or they do what's best for the cause and objective. Okay. They're objective focused. And sometimes that's at the dispense of other people. And that's just what it is. So if you're over apologetic, that's just something again, that you're trying to appease the other person. And then you, you leave empty and depleted because really maybe you don't even need to apologize because it's not your fault. So I'm going to go with that. Of course, I'm going to put that in the trauma trait. I feel like I learned that a long time. I do remember (laughs) writing, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, a whole bunch of times on a paper when like I got in trouble when I was younger and I got put on my knees and I used to just get loose leaf paper and I used to write, I'm sorry, a whole bunch of times. And that was in hopes to just like let my mama know, like, I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry I did that. Um, But I, that first thing came to mind exactly when I wrote that because I do believe that's from experience and again I just later learned to do that and like I have to unlearn it but judgmental and over empathy I put that in there because if someone's telling me something and I feel like over empathizing means to me trying to put myself in their shoes and what I would do Okay, so you're telling me your situation and what you decided to do. And I'm like, bro, I wouldn't do it like that in my mind. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I outwardly say that to someone that's expressing to me like I did this and I know. But in my mind, I'm like, what would I do? You know, and that's judging. Okay, because you're not listening to the person and what they would do and just be like, you know what? You did the best you could listen. So I find myself sometimes, especially with people I love and care about the most, my spouse, anything like just like what I would do. Kids explaining something to me, what I would do. No, ma'am. The judgmental over empathy, definitely a toxic trait. Being a fixer, I don't even have to go into this. Me trying to fix things that really ain't my problem, not my plight, not my uh, issue, not my trauma not my experience I just feel like I need to be the savior of all pretending and playing God that is more of a trauma trait and here's why because you learn that when you're younger you see maybe 
mama going through some stuff, daddy going through some stuff, and you just want to be that refuge for them or you, you, you feel powerless, but you want to make them happy. So maybe you overcompensate. You try to do a little bit more. You try to maybe if I make the grades, maybe if I do this, maybe if I, I can make things better. Girl. All right. Let me move along. Gossip I have on my list. Definitely a toxic trait. We're not even going to go to the trauma part because, again, it's something you learn, but you learn that gossip is just sometimes a means of a of conversation and connection, which I hate to say that that's sad, but we all do it. It's not right. I'm not right for engaging in it. I'm not right for perpetuating it. And sometimes you start off relationships with gossip like y'all both met because of, it. <laughs> you know, it's like sad, but then y'all build from there. Um, it is a trait you have to unlearn, but it is something we learn. And that's a cultural kind of thing. That's just part of conversation. Hell, you, you pick up gossip in church. So it's just kind of like, no, you know, no. And you, I learned that early on, even as a kid, there was gossip in child soon as such and such walked away. Like I'm a little kid and I could see aunties, uncles, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I become very recluse and introverted and I put that in there because I'm not seen like I'm visibly not an introvert but if I feel like I don't belong in a space or um, I just feel small in a in a situation I will find a reason not to show up I will hide um, especially if I feel like I'm not, it's out of my control I don't have any control I feel powerless I am recluse and I do believe that that's definitely rooted in trauma and it's just you know you're taught to sit down shut up kind of thing I was very vibrant I was very much my daughter as I look at her growing up how outgoing and loud she is and I was just told how loud I was and it wasn't in a in a nice friendly way like oh you so loud girl it was like you loud sit down you do too much automatically recluse and I'm going to go into hermit mode that's a safe haven for me that's a defense mechanism I could be self-absorbed and I'm going to double up on some of these because I really just want to be preservative of your time and mine I could be very self-absorbed where problems big like it should be the focus on someone else and then I'm internalizing that um, self-absorbed with thinking everything is about me even if it's it, none of that situation is about me but for some reason I'm blaming myself I got you know this and that I'm like come on. none of that has to do with anything you dig uh definitely I'm taking both of them and I'm gonna put two on the trauma trait no time management and I procrastinate a lot I, at first, I was like, bro, that's, you root that in trauma. But I think I was definitely, like, I, I was taught that. Um, procrastination is just something that is second nature for me. I'm going to put that two of them for no time management. I mean, when you're taught, like, promptness is, is a good thing. I think um, <laughs> I jokingly said that, like, if you have your homework and everything on time, that's not the cool thing. Cool kids, if you're smart, more time than you, you you're the target. You're gonna be the one either getting bullied or if and I'm I was insecure always about that anyway. Being smart. Um because again you were if you stood out in a that way, 
you could be the target of bullying and I wasn't strong enough. I'm just going to be honest. I wasn't strong or outspoken enough to speak up on my own behalf at that time. So I wasn't okay with being smart. I wasn't okay with being whatever, but I didn't want to stand out like a sore thumb in that way because I wasn't just be like, so I'm smart and you dumb. I could never say that in, in the early part. So definitely learn to just like put off work, be lazy. That was the to blend in. You can just blend in that way. You don't have to stand out by being prompt, being being articulate, being whatever. Like that's just not the thing because even currently as adults, that's not really the 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 vibe. Like it's not positive to just be on top all the time. You're doing too much. Yes, and so right there is where I want to stop this part. Okay, because I'm getting down to vulnerability and affection and some other good words that would definitely suit well in a part two. So if you got this far in the episode, thank you so much for staying. I love y'all and happy Thanksgiving because this is around that time of thankfulness. Definitely thankful. You won't have to wait very long for part two. So we'll have that out to you as soon as possible. But Gumbo fam.